hip-hop, you know, Karis, one used to say, you know, you're not doing hip-hop, you are hip-hop, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's not even something that I, I can say that it's, um, I mean, I'm obviously conscious, you know, as a writer of, of my craft, but at the same time, imbuing hip-hop is just natural for me. In the book, you know, there's hip-hop lyrics that are spread throughout and the way I describe it, I describe it very early on in the first few pages of the book. I say, I do this. Spit lyrics to songs under my breath all day, every day. The bars just jump out of me no matter where I am or what I'm doing. It's like hip-hop Tourette's. <laughs> and that's basically what it is. In fact, yesterday I was uh, uh, having a drink with my friend and, and I said I said a lyric under my breath. And he said, what would you say, man? I said, no, nah, it's just my hip-hop Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's so familiar, you know, for anybody who has a teenage son, you know, white or black, they all have. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So uh, let's go back to your personal story. You know, your your beloved older brother, we meet him in the first pages, and also in the first pages, everything goes wrong. I mean, what happens? Yeah, well, you know, um, one of his friends comes over and basically has a stolen car. In Philly, we call it a Johnny. So he has a Johnny, and he's like, Let's go. <laughs> and, of course, my brother, about 17 at the time, is like, let's go. <laughs> they both think it's a good idea. And um, they end up getting arrested. They end up coming back to the house. The cops raid the house. 20 cops come in, bust down the door. Um, and this is, like, really the beginning of the end in a lot of ways. Things really changed after that uh, with my brother being incarcerated, which sent my mom down a, a really dangerous road of, um, you know, attempted suicide and dealing with serious depression. And school just did not work for you. You write that you didn't read books at all uh, for a long time. And then there was, I mean, clearly you're a writer. Now, all that changed. Make a long story short, my mom, you know, she kind of begged me to go to school, go back to school. And so there was a school that kind of was for alternative school and to take kids in that got kicked out of other places. And um, it was there that a teacher gave me a blank piece of paper and told me to write. At this point, I had been some of the worst schools in Philly. We weren't, I wasn't used to doing schoolwork. And so I said, well, what do you want me to write? And she said, write anything you want. And I said, yeah, well, I, I know that trick. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I wrote something, um, I wrote an expletive, <laughs> and she said, all right, keep going. It's a blank page down in front of me, pen on top of it like a paperweight. The blank page is a starter pistol that fires and triggers my mind to sprint. I feel something I've never felt before, purpose. purpose. A blank sheet of paper saved my life. Everybody in this world has a story. M.K., when you talk about falling in love with that blank page, in some ways it seems to me that it is not so unexpected, you know, because yours is the generation that grew up steeped in poetry in the rhymes and rhythms of hip-hop. It's true. No, it definitely, it, it was really an, an accessible entry into poetry for a lot of youth. A lot of youth are very familiar with uh, poetic forms and poetic styles, and they don't even know it. They know hip-hop, but they don't understand that because of their understanding of hip-hop, it means that they understand, you know, things about verse form and composition of poetry and structure. So oh, internal, you know, internal rhyme schemes, complicated beats and rhythms. Definitely, definitely. And and so the book is about education. It's about miseducation, re-education, street education, self-education. It's about the distance between school and education. But this book is also about finding your own voice. 
and that that was really important to me. Guys in the hood, trapped in facades in the hood, always getting even, cause what's the odds in the hood? So we mob, so misunderstood, we overstand. City of applause, cracking like it's Pakistan. You recently debuted as a rapper in Gods in the Hood, an album from Ras Kass. That's just such a great set of lyrics and and so complicated. There's so many references in there. Ellison, I mean, literary references, political references. What were you thinking as you were writing that? You know, when I write, I just kind of let, I just let it go. I, I remove the filter. That's part of the blank page experience is removing that filter and letting... You know, I'm not always conscious of, okay, well, what am I going to say here? It just start, once I kind of open up, it just kind of flows. And um, I talk about these guys who are in this cult in my neighborhood who, were, you know, called themselves Elohims. And then they went to J Street, which is the open-air drug market, and, and, and became...